Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever mini-episode of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan, my name is Brandon. Now, my goal is to release one full-length episode a month. I wish I could do more, I know other podcasts do more, but generally that is what my schedule allows me to do. However, I have decided that when I have the extra time, I am going to surprise all of you listeners... With a mini episode, starting with this one, which is all about the song Whiskey in the Jar, which is a very appropriate song to be covering because I have to be recording this the week of St. Patrick's Day. So what I need you all to do right now, if you're not already drinking, pause this podcast, go get yourself a beer, or better yet, a jar of whiskey, whatever your poison is, take a few gulps, sit back down, press play, Continue drinking and enjoy the show. Now, I have a personal connection with the song Whiskey in the Jar, but before I get there, let me start where all good stories start. At the beginning. It was 1998. I was in 8th grade. Metallica released an all-covers album titled Garage Inc. I went to my local record store, bought it the first day it came out, went home, and put disc one on my CD player. And I became a huge fan of this album. I always thought it was a perfect mix of old school Metallica with Misfits covers and Merciful Fate covers. But also Load Reload era Metallica. Like Turn the Page. And also just sort of uncharted territory for the band. Little oddball covers like Loverman. And at the time... I kind of thought Whiskey in the Jar was one of those oddball covers. Because it was a bit confusing for me to hear James Hetfield sing lyrics like, Musha Rain, Dama Do, Dama Da, Whack For, My Daddy O. It was just weird and a little funny when I was in eighth grade hearing Mr. Hetfield, yeah, sing sort of gibberish, or when I interpreted as gibberish at the time. But the song was catchy. It got stuck in my head. So I did my homework. And I found out it was a Thin Lizzy cover. Up to this point, I knew of Thin Lizzy. But nothing really beyond The Boys Are Back in Town. But this was sort of my gateway into discovering more from that band. Now, I consider myself a casual Thin Lizzy fan. I am far from an expert. I could not name you too many deep cuts. But I like the band. I have a great respect and admiration for the band, especially for their influence. Their guitar harmonies was a huge influence on Metallica. Cliff Burton, my all-time favorite bassist. Thin Lizzy was his all-time favorite band. 
Now, the personal connection I have with this group is that as I got more familiar with the song, more familiar with the Thin Lizzy catalog, I learned that it was a traditional Irish song that Thin Lizzy reinterpreted. Now, I'm in college. So I went from eighth grade, now I'm in college. Met my wife. We started dating. She's from a big Irish family. Her father was born in Ireland. Her mother born in Scotland. She is first generation American. So I asked her, I go, do you know the song Whiskey in the Jar? And she's like, obviously I know that song. Why are you asking me that? Because I was like, well, Metallica does a cover of it. That blew her mind. I played her the cover. She loves the cover. And every time I am with her family, it usually ends up as a party with drinks and Irish music playing. And this is one of the songs that I always, always hear. We go to a pub. We hear all the classics, including Whiskey in the Jar. But I'm going to play a little clip that will give you more insight into the history of this song. My buddy Rye from Sunday Bloody Podcast, an all YouTube podcast. No, no, that's. I'm kidding. He is those of Sabbath Bloody Podcast, an all black Sabbath podcast. I know that was a horrible joke, but. For some strange reason, whenever I say Sabbath Bloody Podcast, I have to sing it to the tune of Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. Not sure why. I'm not a big U2 fan. I am a massive Black Sabbath fan. So I have no clue why my weird brain does that, but it does. And now you know my deep, dark secrets. So without further ado, here is actually a clip of the Thin Lizzy version of Whiskey in the Jar. So you can hear the similarities between the Metallica and Thin Lizzy version. And then it's going to fade away, and you're going to hear the harmonious voice of Mr. Rye from Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Metallicast listeners, right here from Sabbath Bloody Podcast, available on iTunes and Stitcher. Won't you listen? <laughs> we'll shameless plug right off the top for you there. We're all friends here though, right? In this metal podcast world. So, your man asked me with St. Paddy's Day coming up to send in my thoughts, both as a huge Metallica fan that I am, but also as a legit Irish citizen living here in the fair city. So, He wanted me to give my thoughts on Metallica's cover of the Thin Lizzy cover of the old Irish trad session staple known as Whiskey in the Jar. From disc one of Metallica's Garage Inc. 
as I'm sure has been mentioned already. On a side note, Garage Inc. was actually the first Metallica album that I bought on its actual release day. And it was a gateway into all kinds of great old school heavy metal for me. So some fond memories with this track for sure. As far as Metallica goes, I'm a Load Era fan first and foremost. I came on board, or online as they say, in 1997 with a used copy of Load, which I actually got from a video game rental store of all places. So I guess somebody traded it in for fucking Mario Kart or some shit. But anyway, I fucking loved it. Played the shit out of that album. And I was first in line to get Garage Inc., the old HMV, on release day. Well, actually, it wasn't any queue. It was in Canada, and I think that whole record store mania died out around the Black Album era, right? But I got it and Cunning Stunts on the same day, and that was like the perfect gateway for me to trip back into the early days of Metallica. You know, between Disc 2 and the Kill Ride Melody on uh, Cunning Stunts, boom! I was ready for their back catalog right then. So, I won't take up much airtime here today. Feel free to cut this shit down too if I ramble on because before I decided to do a Sabbath podcast, I was actually leaning towards doing a Thin Lizzy podcast. Because since moving to Ireland, I've dove pretty deep into Thin Lizzy's records and all that Phil Lynott lore that is soaked in the streets of Dublin. He, he is the uh, front man and the bass player of Lizzy, if you don't know. And he died a proper rock star death, ODing on smack in the 80s. Quite young, too. He is kind of a legend here in Dublin. He has a proper statue in the heart of town, right off Grafton Street. If you're ever in Dublin, you'd be sure to swing by and pay your goddamn respects, you hear me? So with Lizzie, I'll make this short too, but I was introduced to them long before Metallica even, around the same time I heard Sabbath, actually, when I was just a wee lad from my father's record collection, who was also the supplier of my Irish blood that pumps through me. He was a huge Lizzie fan, and he moved to Canada when he was fairly young. He grew up in the Midlands here. Because if you do your history, shit wasn't that grand in Ireland in the 1970s, so he decided to jump ship, or his parents did. But then Thin Lizzy kind of remained a tie for him. He would play the Live and Dangerous album on repeat at my old homestead, which, by the way, is one of the best live albums of all time. I put it up there with The Last Walls. And S&M. Sorry, <laughs> I'm forgetting this is a Metallica podcast here. So yeah. I guess he can use this whole ramble as a lead-in to playing Thin Lizzy's version. Or maybe play it behind me, I don't know. As Metallica's version is pretty much Thin Lizzy's arrangement. I just love the lead licks that Hammond and James play on their version. It's fucking killer. And I'm not sure if this is mentioned, but I think James kind of takes most of the leads on this one. And you can kind of tell it's got like a different kind of swagger to it. It's not as wah-soaked. It's kind of straight ahead. And so... There's also the traditional version, which is way different, although Thin Lizzy also performed the trads style many times. Their rock version, though, is a shit, and that was the guideline for Metallica's version. However, a word to the wise, to my North American friends coming over to Ireland to retrace their family history. Probably a slew of you in Temple Bar right now for the weekend, which I will avoid like the plague. But you gotta know, Phil Lynott changed up the lyrics quite a bit. If you're out in the pub here in Ireland, even outside Dublin, and a trad session kicks in, you'll undoubtedly, like myself, look a fucking fool by melting out Metallica and Lizzie's version of Whiskey in the Jar while some proper Irish lads sing the trad version. <laughs> oh, they will take the piss right out of you with your jaw rows and your papa head. Yeah, yes! <laughs> so, 
you'll be a marked man for that night, and you'll probably be charged tourist prices on your Guinness too. So heed my warning, friends. There's a couple of key differences. One is they clap three times after the Mushering Madamadumada or whatever it is. That's a big thing that you can't miss, or else you look like an idiot. And also, uh, in the final verse there, or the slowdown verse in the Metallica version, when uh, he goes into Molly's chamber, it's not Molly, it's Jenny in the trad session. So people will be like, who the fuck's Molly? <laughs> Which is funny because the Thin Lizzy version also says Molly. And that was Phil's little change up there. He's, he used Molly in reference to Molly Malone, which is another Irish folk song. Classic. It's not referencing the drug, Molly. <laughs> but yeah, do your research. Learn the original version when you come over to Ireland so you can sing along with the lads and not look a fool. Okay, so keep on. Rest in peace, Phil. And listen to some goddamn Thin Lizzy while you're out there drinking your blasphemous green food-colored Budweiser's in America. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. Keep them pints black, okay? Slancha. Happy Patty's Day. I like my beer like I like my woman. Green. But seriously, thank you so much, Rye, for contributing to this episode. As a diehard Thin Lizzy fan and as an Irish citizen, you definitely could give a better background on Thin Lizzy than I could. Like I said at the top of the episode, I'm a pretty casual fan of theirs. So thank you so much for the insight. You also did a good job of breaking down the Metallica version. It is a pretty straightforward cover of the Thin Lizzy version. Of course, Metallica has that signature crunch we all know and love, so it has a heavier tone overall. But like I said, straightforward, not many differences between the two. You are also right in saying that James Hetfield plays lead on this song. And you can hear the difference between him and Kirk Hammett. In my opinion, James sometimes has more of a swing when he solos. Uh, You can hear this in certain songs, like the Outlaw Torn from Load. The outro section uh, is James playing the lead part. A little bit more of a swing, in my opinion. I do want to talk a moment about the lyrics. I always liked lyricists who create characters and tell a story through their songs. Bruce Springsteen does this. Uh, two of my favorite lyricists, Tom Waits and Nick Cave, also do this. And Phil Lynott, who again, as Rye said, was the bassist and vocalist for Then Lizzie, he liked to do this in his lyrics as well and created characters. And this is very popular in traditional Irish music, at least from what I have heard and what I know about Thin Lizzy and traditional Irish music. This is true. And you can definitely hear that in the lyrics for Whiskey in the Jar, which tell the story of this man who is double-crossed by his lover and escapades ensue. And there are also the lyric differences that Rai mentioned. Now, there are a lot of versions of the, tra- of the traditional whiskey in a jar perhaps the most famous version is by an Irish group called the Dubliners and they released uh, their version of whiskey in a jar back in the 1960s and they have the original lyrics intact so Rye mentioned instead of Molly it's Jenny so I'm gonna play you the full 
Dubliner's version of Whiskey in the Jar, so you can hear those lyric differences. So that will conclude the first mini-episode of Metallicast. Hopefully I have opportunities to surprise you with more mini-episodes, especially if you like this one. Episode 4 Metallicast recently came out. I sit down with Mike from Main and Fan Podcast, and we have part 1 of our over 2-hour discussion and debate about Iron Man and Metallica. So check that out. Check out the first 3 episodes if you've not done so already. You can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, YouTube, our home site, Fans Not Experts, basically anywhere you find podcasts. Coming soon in April, you will have part two of our Iron Maiden Metallica talk, so hopefully you enjoyed part one. In part two, we dive straight into the debate to determine once and for all which band is better. The answer is Metallica. Now, please follow Metallicast on Twitter at MetallicastPod. 
Follow our home site, Fanstone Experts, at Fanstone Experts. And follow Rye at Sabbath Bloody PC on Twitter. Please subscribe to Sabbath Bloody Podcast. I believe he has three episodes out now. It is fantastic. He does a wonderful, entertaining job of breaking down the early years of Black Sabbath. And he's done an episode on the first two albums. And he does a great job of breaking down and teaching you, but also without making it boring or ever getting too deep into the weeds. So great work from him. Follow him on Twitter. Subscribe to and download his podcast. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, middle up your ass. Yeah. That's not experts. Hey, uh, this is uh, James Heffield from uh, Metallica. And I'm here to say to the Metallicast, Militia. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah.